The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So uh, a good friend came to me recently with two questions um, <clears throat> about mindfulness. <clears throat> and the first was, if I'm remembering, I'm paraphrasing this, what uh, does mindfulness bring other wholesome qualities in its wake? That's question one. And then the second question was, um, what is the relationship between mindfulness and wisdom? Good questions, huh? Kind of provocative. So does mindfulness bring other wholesome qualities in its wake? And um, is not is there, what is the relationship between uh, mindfulness and wisdom? So this morning I suggested that you might, um, if you were not working on something specific, that you might give some attention to this quality of uh, recognizing uh, kindness or gladness, this quality when it um, shows up in, in you or in your experience. And um, for those of you who might have been here on Sunday, Gil gave a really beautiful talk um, uh, that I'm going to pull from as well here. And um, all of this has to do with uh, creating conditions in which we can come to know certain qualities of heart or mind. And um, it's through the recognition of our capacity to create those conditions that qualities like gladness can show up. And um, uh, so I want to go to the first question. Does mindfulness awaken uh, other wholesome qualities or bring other wholesome qualities in its wake. And I want to suggest that gladness is one of those qualities that comes in the wake of mindfulness. Without mindfulness, we really don't know what's happening at all. Things just occur and we go from moment to moment to moment. But when we... Um, begin to cultivate this quality of mindfulness, we begin to recognize and see what's arising in our experience. And if what's arising in our experience happens to be gladness, a wholesome quality that comes in the wake of being able to see, we can see that this quality of Gladness is actually a condition in which other qualities can arise as well. So if it were a quality other than gladness, if it were a quality of ang anxiety or worry or something like that, what would follow from that would be a different kind of experience. 
So it's through the application of mindfulness that we can begin to recognize what's actually showing up for us. Now it's interesting because um, gladness comes and goes and if we don't pay any attention to it, it's just sort of like a random act of kindness, so to speak. They just come and go. But when we begin to see that, oh, gladness, when I'm glad, it opens things up and, and, and wholesome things begin to come forth. You see? So we begin to see, oh, gladness is the condition in which these other qualities of heart can come forth. Now, Gil was saying, and I loved this, that um, the conditions are not the actual experience of of um, of heart. They're simply what allows what's in the heart to come forth. So he used the example of a farmer and a plant. The plant grows from the seed naturally because that's what plants do. It has nothing to do with us. The farmer simply creates the soil, creates the conditions in which the plant can come forth. So if you're meditating and you're trying to concentrate, you're trying to hold your mind on, on the breath, and the mind is wandering all over the place, <clears throat> and you're fighting it, you see, the, the, the resistance to the truth of the way things are, are creating conditions in which that turmoil is going to manifest. But with mindfulness, if you can simply see that the mind is busy, you see, there's an acceptance of that, and that creates different conditions which lead to a different kind of an outcome, a more wholesome uh, experience, more uh, an experience of being more equanimous with your relationship. Now, I want to... I want to go back to this idea of mindfulness or of of gladness, um, which I started with, because it's a quality that we don't give a lot of attention to, and we don't really know how to how do you make yourself feel glad, you know? But there are ways that you can do this, and one of the ways that you can you can touch this quality of gladness are. are begin to become familiar with it, is to notice what you appreciate about yourself, for instance, or with someone else. To notice this quality of appreciation, you see? So when you start to exercise this quality of appreciation and you apply mindfulness, you'll notice that gladness arises from appreciation, you see? It's like, uh, uh, and then <laughs> gratitude arises, and this quality of gratitude is a wholesome quality that comes in the wake of mindfulness, to go back to this original question. So, so gladness arises, 
and now to go to Gil's talk. And from gladness comes this, qual this experience of joy. One feels happy, one feels joyful when you, one feels glad, you see? So if you perceive gladness, you know, it's likely that you're going to experience joy. So gladness is the condition in which joy can arise. When joy is arising, anger is not present. Other things are not present. Anxiousness is not present. Worry is not present. You see, it can't be, you can't be joyful and angry at the same time or joyful and anxious at the same time. This other quality has, you've allowed this other quality to come forth. You haven't made this, you've just gotten it out of the way and it comes forth. And from joy, then, comes this quality of the mind slowing down becoming a little bit more uh, stable, uh, more tranquil, calmer. See? So when the mind is calm, we, f we feel a lot more open and we are able to see things in a way that we don't normally see things because the mind is so busy and working all the time and dis uh, you know, distracted. So a calm mind um, <clears throat> allows us to be with whatever is arising as it actually is arising to, to be with it. The mind has to be stable enough not to be um, sort of scared off by our experience, by our emotions, our sensations, the thoughts that come and go. So a stable mind can simply see all that and hold all that. We hold that in, with mindfulness. And sometimes if what we're seeing is overwhelming, we meet that with compassion. But you have to have a mind that's stable enough to be able to see that. And when I say stable enough, I don't mean some deep meditative state. That's, that's fine when we get there. I'm just talking to be calm enough to actually be with our experience so that we're not rejecting any part of it. Because anytime we reject a part of our experience, we're actually abandoning a part of ourselves. And when we abandon ourselves in that way, we separate ourselves from the wholeness of who we are. And we feel disconnected and isolated and therefore those are the conditions in which other more negative kinds of experiences arise. So now we're at, we've gone from gladness to joy to a stable mind, a stability of mind. And in this quality of a, a stable mind, it's kind of like the, a, a unification of mind in a way. That's a fancy way to talk about it. But um, this feels so right. We've all had this experience, by the way, it, whether we recognize it or not, we've all had it. And all you have to do is bring mindfulness to, to what's going on, to, to know that you've actually experienced this yourself. But what happens is that there's a, a, a sense that follows from, from that 
stable mind, which is profoundly um, uh, happy and contented. There's a feeling of deep, profound contentment that comes when we feel connected in this way, this quality. Uh, and the, the Pali word for this is sukha. It's a quality of happiness. And it, it, people get a little bit confused. Well, isn't joy better than happiness? But joy has, it's sort of alive and um, it can, it's like that feeling of wow, <laughs> that wow feeling. And the sukha is a feeling of profound rightness, profound um, contentment. I, I think of it as contentment. Whenever I've touched it, it's this feeling of absolute perfection, pristine perfection, or something like that. And from those causes and conditions that bring us to that place emerges this quality of concentration. And and a mind that's concentrated in this way is able to see things the way that they really are. So what is the relationship between mindfulness and wisdom? Um, the, the, again, the Pali term is sati sampajana. It's uh, mindfulness and clear comprehension. So mindfulness would recognize gladness and wisdom would see where gladness leads us. Mindfulness would see anger and just see it. Not, it's completely natural. There's nothing unnatural about being angry or experiencing anger. Wisdom would see what anger, where anger leads. Anger is a condition for other things to arise. And so in that way, we see that by creating conditions in our life to see certain things through the cultivation of awareness and mindfulness, um, we, we not only influence our perception, but we influence the experience that we have. So... This could be a long, long talk, and I only have 15 minutes. But um, I, I wanted to offer those thoughts, and I want to uh, just take one minute over and say um, that Gil said something else last Sunday that really resonated for me. He said, in certain uh, wisdom traditions or religions, um, this, uh, in all religions or wisdom traditions, there's this idea of path. In some, it's like climbing to the top of the mountain. But in Buddhism, it's more like um, it's, the f it's like you go with the flow of what's natural. What's natural. And he, he made it akin to uh, water flowing down a mountain to, to the ocean. And it finds its way down the mountain in a completely natural way. And so in this way, <clears throat> we can appreciate that the conditions that we create are either going to obstruct us or we're going to allow that flow to happen. But the flow is completely natural. 
love is within every single one of you. It's completely natural to bring it forth. You see, compassion is a natural quality. We don't make those things happen. We create the conditions and then those things come forth. And so mindfulness actually sees that and in the wake comes these wholesome qualities. So may wholesome qualities flower, fruit, <laughs> flower and fruit within each one of you. So thank you so much. I hope you've had a nice morning together here. And whatever benefit has come from this morning of practice together, share it generously with all of your friends and family. Thank you.